You are Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you're listening to this, I just want to welcome you into the Locked On Longhorns podcast. I am your host, Patrick Kahn. Follow me on Twitter at Pat Sports Guy. Follow the show Locked On Horns on Twitter. Full show to get into. We are going to be talking about the Texas Longhorns hoops uh, as they took the court in Manhattan, Kansas. Take on the Kansas State Wildcats in the final segment of our show. We got the final portion of the interview with Brian Arakpo as he talks about Steve Sarkeesian and the excitement level and and. We'll get into that in a little bit, where we're going to start off the show talking about quarterbacks. Now, obviously, Bruce Feldman recently uh, interviewed some former coaches, uh, coaches around the Big 12, and they asked about the quarterback situation with Steve Sarkeesian in Texas. One of the names that they talked about, obviously, was Casey Thompson. The other name is Hudson Card. Who's going to win that quarterback battle? It's going to be a hot topic all offseason long. But it seemed like the people that were answering the questions, the anonymous coaches, they're leaning towards Hudson Card. Now we know, we saw what Casey Thompson could do in the bowl game. Is that a sign of things to come? Possibly. But you also have to factor in the fact that Hudson Card was highly touted, and everything that we heard is he picked up the offense really quickly, high football IQ, and we hear him from all accounts is he can really spin the football. And if you need any evidence of that, you can go back and watch his high school film at, uh, at Lake Travis. So he definitely can do it, not a question of it. I, you know, I thought it was interesting that they were talking about Hudson Card and not Casey Thompson, considering what we saw Casey Thompson do against Colorado in the Alamo Bowl. Very efficient. Uh, was able to lead scoring drive after scoring drive. It helps a lot when you are when you have Bajan Robinson to hand the ball off to. And, and we saw what he did in that ball game. Became the offensive MVP of that game. Another interesting thing uh, here is the Horns 24-7 is reporting that five-star quarterback Malik Murphy is expected to visit Austin next week in a self-guided tour around the campus, and that came only moments after Tom Loy, who is an analyst for Notre Dame, he uh, put in a crystal ball prediction that Malik Murphy will commit to the University of Texas, and then obviously we hear the news that Malik Murphy is coming to Texas, coming to Austin for a self-guided tour. Not a surprise, if you're not familiar with Malik Murphy, Five-star quarterback out of California. He's the number two rated pro-style quarterback. Right behind a former Texas commit, now Ohio State-bound, Quinn Ewers. He's also the number four player in the state and a top 30 player in the nation. A lot of excitement there. Uh, Teams that have been in the mix for him. Michigan, Oregon, UCLA, Florida, Alabama, LSU, Penn State, all in the mix. Ohio State. What's interesting is prior to the Quinn Ewers situation in Texas, Malik Murphy was set to go to Ohio State 
Everybody thought that's where he was going to go. That was where he was going to end up. That was their top target. Once they were able to get Quinn Ewers, it, it shifted. But now Malik Murphy it's, it is a guy that I think it kind of fits everything that they're trying to do at the quarterback position. When you talk about uh, he's got the size, he, he's mobile. He definitely can throw the football. He can spin it. But the interesting part here, Steve Sarkeesian is the quarterback guru. We know about Steve Sarkeesian on the West Coast. He has no problem going into California. Go ask Bryce Young. He went into California, got him, got him to come out to Alabama in the last recruiting class, and now he's targeted Malik Murphy to come to the University of Texas to be their quarterback of the future. And, I, you know, I think it's the right move. I think it's a good move if they can get him in and, and get him committed. He would be the five-star quarterback to replace the five-star quarterback that they lost in Quinn Ewers to go along with Jaden Blue, the four-star running back that they have committed, to go along with Armani Winfield, the four-star wide receiver who committed during halftime of the national championship game. Uh, you know, so there's a lot of excitement there, and, and that could give them, uh, with his commitment, that would give them four players to go along with Jalen Gilbo, the cornerback. Uh, and so you can kind of see it starting to build. You're starting to see that momentum. So there's a lot of excitement, and there should be. Um, Lee Murphy, is a, I think, is a fantastic player, and he's kind of a building block, I think, for this recruiting class. So once you get him in, other players will follow. Wide receivers that they're looking at. You know, offensive linemen, uh, tight ends. You know, I think... Once you get that quarterback in, things are really going to start moving in that direction. Uh, so we'll see what happens with a self-guided tour when he comes to the University of Texas next week. And see how quickly that a offer, or I'm sorry, a, a, a commitment, because he already has the offer. We'll see how quickly a commitment might come for the Texas Longhorns following his self-guided tour in Austin. That's going to be an exciting uh, moment for them. Uh, real quick, I want to run through uh, a list here of five fresh faces who could break out in 2021. Now, the names that you should know, uh, Ray Thornton, outside linebacker transfer from Louisiana State. He's the guy to pay attention to as they try to replace Joseph besides going to the NFL draft. Uh, another one's not really a fresh face, but I guess in terms of production he is you talk about Kelvante Dixon, you saw him in the Alamo Bowl in that long touchdown pass. Uh, Jatavion Sanders, a guy that a lot of people are excited about. He's going to be a two-way player, at least that's what Tom Herman said. We'll see how that factors in now that Steve Sarkeesian is running the show. How about Troy Omier? He was a guy, a wide receiver, that many thought was going to have a breakout year. Is going to be a big part of the wide receiver crew. Torres ACL, he is slated to be ready for fall camp, doubt that he will be ready for spring ball, but he could be ready for fall camp, and that would be huge for them. Uh, and, and the last name here, Darian Dunn, another transfer from McNeese State, uh, cornerback. He gives you the size uh, and and the ability to get the football, and which is something that you know they really struggled with uh, back in 2019. Let's say 2019 because they didn't play in 2020. Uh, 
he had five interceptions and 16 passes defended. So uh, definitely a guy who can get his hands on the football. All right, but let's talk about Bill Bar. It's even more delicious now. We're talking nut, non-nut flavors. There are 18 amazing flavors. They got the six new. Got the 12 original. The Bill Bar is great for the health-conscious person. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. These bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. Great for the keto diet. Oh, and don't forget, these are covered in 100% chocolate. You want to check out that coconut almond? 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams net carbs. Head on over to BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your next order so that you can get your Bill Bars. You can get a variety pack, 18, or you can you can pick and choose. Do it however you want, but make sure you use that promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. We're covering everything you need to know about the Texas Longhorns, but what about the rest of the sports world? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with the Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski. It's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Well, it's been an absolutely rough go when it comes to basketball at the University of Texas in Austin. Texas Longhorns were back on the court. And they were able to get a win in Manhattan against the Kansas State Wildcats on Tuesday night. They were able to hold on to that victory late. 80-77, to the final score. Fantastic performance from Andrew Jones. Not huge in, in all the other stats, but stats that were important. 24 points in this game. Three rebounds, two assists, one steal. Obviously, he was the top leading scorer. Uh, you know, Greg Brown... Had a pretty big first half, 14 points to kind of give him that four-point margin going into the game. Uh, Kansas State would outscore him by one point in the second half uh, down the stretch as, as Texas tried to hold on to that victory. Uh, they went on a 25-11 run with with six minutes to play, and then Kansas, Kansas State kept, kept coming back, and it kept, kept coming back, and it you know, it's one of those things where, you know, Kansas State hadn't had great success this year. They're 5-16 and 16 overall. You know, it, it hasn't been great for them. But for whatever reason, after that run that Texas had early on in the season, they dropped five of the last six games. They, Texas just hadn't been able to do anything. Yeah, they could beat a Kansas State team, which they beat them by 15 the last time that they played. They struggled with Iowa State. And then, obviously, they were on a bad losing streak. You know, and they were able to escape, which was huge. Uh, but but it, it starts to make you wonder, and, and you start to get a little antsy, uh, so to speak, when you're talking about the, the Longhorns basketball team. You know, what, what's going on with them? What's happening? Uh, you know, other players that had good games last night, Courtney Ramey, 14 points, 3 rebounds, 5 assists. Jericho Sims, he got your boards. He got you 10 boards in this game, but only four points to go uh, along. The other starters, obviously, we talked about Greg Brown. He had 14 first-half points. He ended up with 17, seven rebounds. We talked about Andrew Jones, Matt Coleman, 10 points, three rebounds, seven assists. So he was doing his job in facilitating the offense, which is huge. They didn't really get much off the bench. Um, Brock Cunningham provided one rebound. Kamaka Hepa had three points. 
Kai Jones, another three points, and Jace Fabris coming off the bench at five. You know, so they're not getting a ton from their bench, but Andrew Jones was able to step up in this game. Uh, they shot a lot better from three in this game, which was huge. You know, they shot 52% from the field overall. You know, 13 out of 25 from three-point land, which is another 52%. A little bit better at the free throw line, 15 out of 21. Uh, they got eight offensive rebounds, 16 assists in this game. 30 total rebounds was good. Four steals. Uh, nine turnovers, not bad. Not great, not bad, though. Uh, you know, double digits is really what you want to worry about. And they, you know, they had less fouls called on them than than Kansas State. So you, you liked some of that, but, you know, it's a little bit concerning, as we said at the top of the segment, when you have a team like Texas who's who's really been struggling uh, you know, this year. And, and, you know, what does that mean for Texas basketball moving forward? What does that mean down the stretch for this Texas basketball team? Uh, not many, there's not many games left on their schedule. Uh, obviously, next up, uh, they have TCU. The last time that they were supposed to play, that game got postponed due to COVID-19. And they coming up, that's coming up on Saturday. And they coming up on, on Tuesday, you got the rivalry game. You got Texas, Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma's ranked number 12, Texas 13th. And then you're going to have Iowa State, West Virginia, Kansas. And then they're going to end out the season against Texas Tech and Lubbock. Uh, and we'll kind of see if they uh, put any of those games back on the schedule. Uh, are they going to get their second game against Baylor? Um, so that, that's something to watch out for. Maybe TCU. There is a week prior to the Big 12 tournament where they can kind of add those games. Uh, another thing I want to talk about, the the other basketball game that went on last night, Texas Tech uh, against West Virginia. Uh, I just want to ask, did, did anyone see the total meltdown of Chris Beard with 23 and a half seconds left in that game? Uh, obviously West Virginia went on to win that game, but, uh, Chris Beard absolutely lost it on the court. You know, and it, it strikes up this conversation I constantly have, uh, and maybe, you know what, how about you answer it for me? You tweet at me at locked on horns on Twitter or locked on, or I'm sorry, or at Pat sports guy on Twitter. What was the single best meltdown that you saw by a head coach, whether it's football, baseball. Or basketball. Let's keep it collegiate. Maybe it was Mike Gundy's I'm a man, I'm 40. Uh, that one always that one always gets me. But I want to know, what was the best meltdown you saw? Uh, and if you hadn't seen it, go to my Twitter. Uh, look at my media. Look at my videos that I shared. I shared a video of Chris Beard uh, absolutely losing it on the court. It was, it was fantastic TV at the time. You know, you hate to see coaches act like that sometimes, but... You know, I, I I can understand the frustration level that he was feeling uh, with the referees last night in that game. Go check that out. Uh, but coming up next, let's uh, let's talk with Brian Arakpo as he kind of clues us in on where the excitement level is with Steve Sarkeesian and, and why fans should be excited about Steve Sarkeesian moving forward. You know, BetOnline.ag has got to be the fastest, the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You know, football is over. That's all right. But we got NBA. 
We got college basketball. We got NHL. You know what? Baseball's just around the corner. Uh, that's coming up pretty quickly. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV, real time updated odds, props on almost anything you can imagine. They have definitely got it. Bet Online has got you covered for all your news, scores, odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. I want you to head on over to betonline.ag on your computer or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbooks experts. Now that you've signed up for your account with betonline.ag, you got to know where to turn, what to bet on. Betting on college basketball doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, quick-hitting advice, make the smartest possible wagers, subscribe to Lockdown Bets podcast wherever you get your podcast. Brought to you by betonline.ag. So throughout the last few episodes, we've been sharing this interview with Brian Arakpo, and we finally have the final segment where Cami Griffin of Longhorns Wire asked Brian Arakpo about the level of excitement with the Steve Sarkeesian hire and kind of, you know, what was his initial thoughts of the hire when it was announced? Well, my initial thought was uh, was a winner, honestly. I mean, the guy, you know, and I'm thinking more current, um, you know, obviously with his uh, success at Alabama and him being able to, you know, shape that offense around with the talent that he's produced. And, you know, I guess I believe one of his players won the Heisman as well. So that's what I was looking forward to. You know, uh, I think, you know, he's a guy with great energy. I actually had a Zoom call with myself and a few other Texas alum guys with Coach Sark. And, I mean, his energy and passion and his plan for greatness to come back to the University of Texas, I'm on board. I mean, you know, it's it's been a long time since we've been in the national uh, stage. And he has the, the willpower. He has a great coaching staff that he's hired. And he has the, the, the motivation that I think will get us over the top. So we'll see what happens. I know it's all great in the offseason, but, I mean, the guy, I think the guy has a great plan to get Texas back where it needs to be. You know, I think, I think Brian Arakpo is right. As far as, you know, it's all great in the offseason. But nobody owns the offseason quite like the Texas Longhorns. But can he put that plan in place? Can he get them back to where they need to be, where they once were? You know, I think he's a better option to do that than Tom Herman. I've said that on multiple occasions. You know, I think with the guys that he surrounded himself with, you know, he, the one thing I think that he learned most from Nick Saban during his time at Alabama was to put the right people around you, put the right coaches around you. And that's why he went out and he said, I need Kyle Flood, who came over with him from Atlanta to Alabama and now to Texas. You know, he believes in what Kyle Flood does. He wanted Jeff Banks because he knows how good he is. You know, he brought in Blake Gideon, you know, a guy that maybe a lot of people weren't necessarily high on. But, you know, he was making uh, a name for himself as an assistant coach and when it comes to Coaching safeties, he knows that position. He was really good on special teams as a coach. You know, so I think he he's making the right decisions. He kept Andre Coleman. Uh, you couldn't get this 
staff together without keeping Stan Drayton, the work he's doing with recruiting at your running back position, developing running back position. He's a guy that's widely respected, even at the NFL level. You know, he went and got Bo Davis. He brought him back from the NFL after coaching with Texas, coaching with Alabama. He went to the NFL level. They're bringing him back. So I think he's making those right moves. He's making he's making smart moves with his coaching staff, the guys that he's bringing in. Uh, and a big reason why he went and got uh, Pete Kwiatkowski to coach his defense. Because he's obviously going to have the offensive side of the ball handled. Uh, but, you know, he had to bring in somebody to handle defense, somebody that he trusted. And it was a guy that, you know, uh, that he had dealt with, you know, playing on the West Coast, you know, having to go up against Pete Kwiatkowski defenses. Um, and then, you know, Terry Joseph, you know, the way that his his secondary was able to defend Alabama in that bowl game, you know, that that said, you know, he, he looked at that and said, okay. You, you were able to defend my defense like that. Why don't you come coach with me, help my new defense uh, defend some of these high-powered offenses that the Big 12 rolls out there. Very similar to what uh, Urban Meyer did years ago when he was at Ohio State and he had to go up against this Wisconsin defense by Chris Ash that was able to you know shut his defense down or his offense was slowed down massively. You know, So he goes and gets him. And Chris Ash runs the defense and helps him win the national championship. Do I think Texas is going to win the national championship based on this? I don't know, but you know it's they're getting to that point. And speaking of national championship, uh, we are looking at some some betting odds. Uh, BetOnline.ag. Uh, Texas doesn't have the best national championship odds. Uh, if you go to BetOnline.ag, you can see these odds for yourself. Uh, but you know, they're going to be, they're amongst the teams like a Michigan, a, a North Carolina, Tennessee, USC, you know, so they're not in the upper echelon, but it could only be a matter of time before they get there. Uh, it's, de- they're definitely going to, uh, they're going to be up there as far as the betting wise and people talking about them. It's can they deliver on the field? And that, you know, goes back to what Brian Arakpo was saying. You know, it's all great in the off season, but can you put the plan in place? You have to like the plan uh, at this point, and we won't really know until spring football gets here, which we're only a little over a month away from spring football if everything goes to plan. Like Steve Sarkeesian said in his press conference after National Signing Day, you know, the plan is in March, and then in April having the spring game, the orange-white scrimmage. So we'll find out if those things happen, and that's kind of when we're going to get an idea for a plan. You know, see these fresh faces. You know, can they step into these roles and become uh, a focal point of the offense? Can they be contributors in the offense? We talked about them, Troy Omier, uh, Kevonte Dixon, Darian Dunn, uh, Jatavion Sanders. Uh, you know, can these guys step up and and have a role within the offense? But I think it all starts, it, it all begins and ends at the quarterback position. I think no matter what you're looking at, whether you're looking at an NFL team, a college football team, a high school football team, it begins and ends with the quarterback. They got to get that situation uh, handled, and I think they will. I mean, they don't need to make a decision right now, obviously, because you got spring ball, fall camp, and I I expect this to go all the way up until right before the season starts. I don't expect a, a starter to be named 
before that happens. Uh, it will be something to monitor. But that's going to do it for this edition of the Locked On Longhorns podcast. I want to ask you each and every day, keep it locked on. Hook them. <laughs>